You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of the For All Nerds Show. The voice of the urban geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. I mean, it's not just a podcast, though. As you see, we are on video and all that is everything. But, you know, you get the message. And as always, it's your boy DJ Ben Amin here in the captain's chair, a.k.a. keep that same energy when you see me. Patrick Swaley, LeBron Shame, Buzz Outchia, Black Black Goliath, <laughs> Reading Rambro here in the spaceship tonight. And I'm joined by Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Lord of Lightsabers, Sean Jean Luc Picard, Lambo Calrissian, Beretta Scott King, and the Ting of the North. There you go, there you go. And we are back with another week. This is a big massive episode let me let y'all know off top let them know we keep it rolling you know it's another collaboration with our compadres over at the safe negro podcast show so you know we'll get into that later on you like that right yeah you like that you like that us in different t-shirts yeah i know but it's our compadres you know what i mean y'all was watching atlanta I was watching Atlanta the other night, uh, the second season, and your man Darius at one point is having a conversation. You know, he's playing chess with himself, and he's playing chess like he's two different people, and he screams on himself. It's- <laughs> I love that Darius. <laughs> so, you know, yes. that's how we do it. Safe Negro Podcast Show collaboration today on the For All Nerd Show. Thank you for everyone, all the new listeners, all the new s- subscribers, everybody following us on all these different platforms. From SoundCloud to iTunes, Spotify, but most especially to everybody on that twitch.tv slash for all nerds who showed up last week because we have Michael K. Williams on the spaceship. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget, you know, that was just last week. Dancing all in the video. You know, starting. <laughs> that man can dance his ass off. Can he? You know, if you didn't know, now you know. But yeah, Michael K. Williams, Omar, Chalky White. Montrose Freeman was here in the spaceship. So, you know, if you are just for the first time listening to this, make sure you go check that out right now. And we got a big one this week, but we're going to get into all that a little later. You know what I mean? You know, first off, I just try to say one thing. Have you been to tpublic.com? I have. Slash for all nerds. I'm still waiting on my mask. Thank you, tpublic. Y'all need to speed up. It takes a little time for certain things, but as you can see. Ooh. Hold that up in front of your face, in front of your body. Is, they, is that like that? You got to go a little lower now, but lower, pause. Little bit, uh, <laughs> right, right there? Like right that. There? Okay. <laughs> I know people listening are like, you guys are the worst. I mean, you uh, watch, but Ben Amin is holding up a really large Nawi is a Great Warrior design pillow. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's huge because he picked the biggest size. What size yep. does it come in? 
Uh, I think that's 16 by 16, and it comes in various sizes. You can choose uh, down to like 8 by 8, like your regular little couch pillow size, or you can okay. you know, go all out like that one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, Ben Amin has, he's been waiting so long for this, but now yes. he has this beautiful, I think he has the full set, like a uh, Pokemon trainer. He has caught them all. Pretty he much. He has, <laughs> now he's a great warrior design on anything you could think of. Uh, I know he has it on a, on a mug. He has it on his phone. He has its shirts. He has the pillow and like you can be like Ben I mean too. You mm-hmm. go to tpublic.com slash stores slash for all nerds. Mm-hmm. Uh, emphasis on that URL because by going to our store page, you're actually able to see all of the designs we have, including the designs that we promote. There's some black guy who tips designs in there as well. Uh, and, and a few other creatives on there. But definitely appreciate all the support all of y'all have been giving us. The, I mean, it's been popping. And every time we raise money in that way, when you join us on our Patreon, all this money goes right back into the production of this podcast and all of the projects that we're involved in. So thank you so much for helping us keep this train going. Mm-hmm. And like keep we the said, spaceship going. Yeah, word up. And like we said before, thank you for everyone who's been joining us, following us on Twitch. Doc, wait. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Twitch.tv, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, so many different URLs. But Twitch.tv slash for all nerds, where we broadcast the show every week. We broadcast the Safe Negro Pod. I've been doing DJing on there. Tatiana's about to start up playing some games. I think we're going to run some Fall Guys. Yeah. I mean, well, I, we were, but my uh, PS4. Um, what happened? Well, I guess it figured out that I got a PS5 on the way and said... <laughs> Adios, muchachos, because uh, the other day, out of nowhere, I've been actually switching apartments right now, moving around. I'm moving uh-huh. into a new place, and so I'm moving my stuff from there, and I you know, took it over there, plugged it into the TV, and it was like, nah, B. You know? Ooh. It was like, like, it was working over here, and then it was like, nah, you know, that's it. I heard you got a PS5 on the way home, so it's like, you know what? I, <laughs> my, you know? My, oh, my big brother coming? Yeah, what's up I... with that? What's up? What's up? You think Why you, you just don't replace brother? me? You know what I mean? And so, yeah, now my PS4. So, and then I was looking at uh, Fall Guys ain't on Xbox. Well, I but you get on it. Steam. I on have it on Steam. And Steam, but that's on computer, right? Well, on PC, yeah, I, I don't uh, know. I mean, I don't have a, I don't use a Mac, so I don't know. But I, but, but Steam is a platform, so yeah. you can get it on generally anything. But then I'd have to get a controller. Oh, yeah, no, that that's all. Yeah. You don't have to get a controller. It could recognize the controller you already have. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well. Like for example, like I said, I'm playing Fall Guys when I'm. I, I think I was playing with my um my Nintendo. Yeah, I was playing with my Nintendo Pro controller. Oh. My Switch Pro controller. So, okay. all you have to do is you, in the settings, like it has, it lets you map um a whole configuration depending on your um. A whole bunch of different. Uh, I might have to get on Steam. I've never, you know, I always thought it was strictly yeah. PC, so I never really messed with it. I play, um, I play Among Us on Steam. Um, then of course I will be playing Fall Guys. I'll be on Steam as well. Um, and and you know other other games. But as Benami said, make sure you're following us on the Twitch because we are on there. My whole setup has been fixed. I'm ready to go. I tested it. Got my sound going. Everything's beautiful. So I'm ready. Nice. All right. Well, we're waiting on you. Let's do it. Come on. You know the people. They need this to happen. Yes, the people. The millions. And millions. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> uh, speaking of millions, supposedly millions of streams have occurred for the Borat subsequent movie film. That is the, the what, 14 years later sequel to the original Borat. And I will say you will be pleasantly happy 
very pleasant and very happy with the results because I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, if you were a big fan of the first Borat, or if you're a fan of Borat in general, you're absolutely going to enjoy the Borat subsequent movie film. Um, it, 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 all the questions you think you would have about, well, how's he going to be able to do this again, considering he's famous and people know what Borat looked like, he answers, you'll, well, you'll watch, you'll see. All of that gets answered. And, um, and I see, and I wanted to big up the, this next actor, but then that would be giving away part of the story. So mm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it, but, but big ups to all of the new people who are involved mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, I would say go see it. Absolutely. It's on Amazon video. If you don't have access to Amazon video, go use somebody else's login. If you have Amazon prime, you have access to video. Uh, yep. if you didn't know that, Hey, you have it. <laughs> I definitely recommend it. Uh, if, if you fucks with Borat, you're going to love this film. It's hilarious. Mm. And on that note, I think we were talking about this uh, a couple weeks ago, how I could not figure out where to find anything on HBO Max. And Yo, fig- yeah, you didn't know the difference and all I've, that. Yeah. I, and, and now it's wild. Right after we said that, now HBO got all these commercials where they straight up explain it in the commercial. They're like, yo, okay, this is what it is. If you got HBO, you've got HBO Max. But that's All you what I told do, you. I, I know. Because like, I didn't do anything special. I just, yep. one day I looked and my app said HBO Max instead of just straight up HBO. I'm like, all right, or HBO Go, whatever the fuck it was. And I was yeah. just like, I, I got it. <laughs> but see, I never had the app. That's what it is. I'm, oh. On Hulu, I was always just going to HBO on Hulu and watching it on there, anything gotcha. on there. Gotcha. So yeah. I never had the specific HBO app. And now I do, and now Now I can watch all the joints that's on there. But it still makes absolutely no sense to me how HBO will not put all the same content on the Hulu app. It's 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 strange the way stuff works. Um, And sometimes they do that purposely because they want they want to force you to get their app so they can increase their numbers and engagement and all that. But I get it, Mm. but I don't get it. You know, it just don't worry. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unless they're backing up money trucks, some of these platforms aren't really incentivized to update your your internal app. So it is what it is. Yeah. Something else that I do not understand. And, uh, I mean, this is great news and bad news at the same time, because the tiny tunes are coming back. We already knew Animaniacs were coming back. Yep. Yeah. So now tiny tunes, Luniversity will be coming to the aforementioned HBO max in the near future. I love tiny two adventures. I love tiny two adventures as a kid. Yeah. I think overall tiny tunes was my joint over Animaniacs. Like, I liked Animaniacs, but Tiny Toons was my joint. Like, see, Animaniacs had a lot of adult humor that I didn't catch at the yeah. time. Um, but I, I still thought it was funny. But like, there, I'm sure there's lots of I just didn't catch. And I know there, you know, a- after the fact, I know same type of adult humor was sprinkled throughout Tiny Toons. Oh but, yeah. But just from an, I guess I, I don't know what it is. Just general approach, I, I just fucked with it more. So. Yeah, because man, I, yeah, I used yeah Tiny Toons, man. Not my favorite. Oh, what's my name? That's the name. Uh, the little bird who curses all the time. It's tiny to adventures. Come and join the fun. And now my song is done. done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the little bird who curses all the time, but he's amazing. But yeah, in bed. No, it's it's a Tweety's little kid or whatever. Um, I, I know. Foul mouth. Foul mouth. Because foul he's foul. Oh. Yeah, because he's like a bird, you know, like foul. So foul mouth. It's a pun. The kid, the kid rabbits was Babs and Buster. Yeah, I think that's right. Buster? I mean, I know Buster was the boy. Okay, well, Babs is definitely the girl. Because I, I Buster didn't sound right to me, but Babs is definitely the girl. Babs Bunny. Yeah, Babs and Buster. Yep, yep. I had it right. I just Googled them, too. Yep, and Foul Mouth. He used to curse. And one, uh, one, my favorite one was he's sitting there drinking milk, and the milk explodes on him. And he's like, if I had a... And, you know, they beep him every time. But he's like, if I had a beep, 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 
nickel for every beep beep time this beep beep milk exploded on me i'd be a beep rich man <laughs> I just so, okay, so I'm looking at all the characters. Oh, I remember Plucky Duck. Yes, yes. Montana Max's old aggro ass. Uh, Elm. Oh, Elmer Fudd was in here. Dizzy Devil was um mm-hmm. the main one. The tank. Uh, yep. Yeah, Porky Pig. Now, what about um Elmira? Now. According to reports and according to Cree Summer's own Twitter, Cree Summer, the voice of Elmira, will not be returning. <gasps> Why the fuck not? Uh, Cree Elmira said. Elmira is like marquee. Yeah, I don't get it. Elmira's top tier, at least from Tiny Two Adventures, Elmira's top tier. And then Cree is such an active presence on social media and such a wonderful person that I would think you would just want to have her involved because it's just going to bring that light to your show. Like, I don't, you know, I would. That just seems... Something seems off. Yeah, that seems working backwards. They wasn't paying her properly? Maybe. You know, and Cree is in high demand to this day. So, you know, she's not really stressing over it like that. But she said that the producers did not want to bring Elmira into this. You you think they got beef with Peter? Or are they trying to ride with Peter right now? Like, they don't want to... Wait, is Elmira a pig? No, Amira's no. the girl. Amira's yeah, the she's little, a girl, she, right? She's um, El- is she Elmer's daughter? Oh, uh, yeah, Elmer, yeah, Elmer Fudd. She's Amira Elmer's Fudd, because yep. she looks just like the nigga. Yeah. Just she just has the the red hair, but and she has the little skull in her bow. Uh, she do look at her face. Uh, no, I'm just mad you called Elmer Fudd. <laughs> oh, nigga. You ugly. You your daddy's daughter. Uh, oh. Oh, she ugly. But no, because you know, Amira's all about the, the animals. She's all, I just want to love them and squeeze oh, them. Oh, that's until right. I can't yes. Until they stop breathing, basically. Oh. So that's why I'm just like, I wonder if there's a, is a Peter situation. I mean, it, it, it might be a little much in 2020, but everything about Tiny Toons is a little much. So I don't, you know, I don't even know about that one. That sounds a little just missed opportunity to me. You know, I don't know. It's a super missed opportunity. I mean, and you could, I don't know. I want to say, like, you can always rewrite it a little bit, but who knows? Who she knows? could be squeezing stuffed animals if you're afraid of her squeezing actual animals. Like, whatever. Yeah, that just don't make no sense. But speaking of missed opportunities, and perhaps your last opportunity to uh, upgrade yourself to a PS5 or Xbox before the end of the year, uh, Wario64, the Twitter god today, put out that Best Buy will have PS5s and Xboxes in all selections on Black Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. Yep. Online only, you know, don't go to the stores, don't do it because you still need to be masked up all that anyway, don't waste your time. But online only, you might be able to snag yourself, you know, a PS5 or Xbox. Xbox X? Yeah, whatever it is. Xbox Xbox Series X. Yes, there we go. Or Xbox yeah. Series S. They're getting ridiculous with the name convention. They just need to... I mean, they've been there. You yeah, know. They, they've been there. Yeah. Xbox Super Ultra Plus... Yeah. Limit break, break ten, like all right, champion nigga. edition, yeah. champion edition. Right, like all right, nigga, we get it. Just give me the new Xbox, because all everybody's gonna say at the end of the day is the new Xbox. Xbox, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, PS got a leg up on them with the naming convention. So there you go. But yeah, if you have not managed to snag yourself one, you might be able to get your hands on one. So we're just putting that out there as a notice. You know, we are not one of those people who got one of the review copies of one yet. No. You know, no, not special enough. Not this However. year. <laughs> no, we are special enough. You know, let's not say that we are very special, but okay, you know, we're very just, special. You know, just you are very special. Like, okay, we get it, kumbaya, and all that. But yeah, we still waiting. You know, 
And I'm still praying that my delivery comes through and all of that. So <laughs> he's so he's mad nervous. And I'm like, you have a confirmation email. You're good. Like you got confirmation. They got your money. You are good money. If mm-hmm. you don't have a confirmation email, you don't have that. No, you don't you have it. Don't. Period. And I think I would know by now, but still, I'm gonna put these prayer hands up, prayer yeah. hands emojis out there, folks. Well, put put some prayer hand emoji up for me because I don't even have a pre-order at all. Yep. So please, I, I want the PS5. I do not care about the Xbox. Please help me, Jesus, help. All right. me. Yeah. Anyone out there, Insomniac Games, PS people, PlayStation, somebody, you know, help us out. You know. Help you. Help me. Help me, please. Help me. Help me, please. But you know, right now we gotta give them a big helping because. Mm. 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 I'm going to let you do this because I don't want to be a butcher of names, you know, on that one. But just let them know who we got after the break. We have Ihoma Ofidere, writer extraordinaire. And also she wrote the Jigabobo episode of Lovecraft Country. We have her on the podcast today and it is going to be incredible. I was so excited. Ben was excited. Portia was excited to speak with her. And yes, we asked. I feel like we, we pretty much have asked all the questions y'all think. That y'all would want to ask her. We but, asked uh, about that season two. You know? Yo, you know we asked about that season two. So definitely uh stay tuned to the Grace interview. Hi, I'm Professor Brandon Obunu, a scientist who studies genetics and epidemics. And when I'm not doing long division, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey yo, this is Danny Lore, and this is Vida Ayala, and we are Twin Speaks. And when we are not writing Ironheart or James Bond, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hi, my name is Genevieve King, and I play Jackie Veda on Netflix's Lock and Key. When I'm not cooking up new recipes in my kitchen, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, everybody. This is Peter Ramsey. I am the director of Rise of the Guardians and one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I like to listen to For All Nerds with Tatiana and the great Benjamin. Hey, this is Hiro Karangawa, actor and playwright. And you are listening to For All Nerds all the way. Hi, this is Lexi Alexander, and I'm a filmmaker and a writer. And when I'm not playing with my vintage toys and feeding myself and my dog, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's up? This is Otto Asado, and when I'm not on television and movie sets, I am listening to For All Nerds. What up, fan fam? Welcome back to the show. You know we got to give you the heat when it comes to phenomenal guests, and this guest is like no other. We have the legendary at this point, Ihoma Ofordire, is a native of Washington, D.C., who attended North Carolina A&T State. Uh, Ihoma is a multi-instrumentalist, an actor, a producer. You may have seen her work in a little show called Lovecraft Country, you know, a little tiny show. Who knows? <laughs> but that's right. One of the women behind the scenes of one of our favorite shows of all time, Ihoma e- Ofidire, is here in the Winthrop spaceship. What's up? <laughs> Hello. Hi. That was a great intro. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for being here with us. I know everyone's really excited. Um, again, we, this is safe Negro pod. We, we cover everything Lovecraft country and we have been absolutely obsessed with the show. 
Um, so we're, we're really happy to have you and we're going to ask you a bunch of questions. Hope you're, you're ready. <laughs> Hope I can answer them. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, and, and you know what, before we got started, this is something we, we asked you a little bit, but, and before we get too deeply into Lovecraft country, we talked about the fact that you're from DC and you went to an HBCU, but you didn't go to Howard. How sway? How? <laughs> and I say that as a biased bison, but. No, I wanted to get out of D.C. And, you know, that's yes. the running joke that if you're from D.C., then you go to Howard. So I was looking to, like, spread my wings outside of D.C. So that's why I went to North Carolina A.C. Which is great. Aggie pride. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that where the, the, the greatest homecoming on Earth? Um, and I, Homecoming on Earth. What? Yeah, you know, G-Ho, G-Ho. Like, I will say, I'm, <laughs> now, I don't agree, but yeah. I'm going to go. <laughs> I might you have, don't to go. have to agree with the truth. It's okay. Oh wow. You see how their band goes off? Like, <laughs> I, it. I facts, see it. I can facts. see it. Facts, facts, facts. Wow. Um, uh, <laughs> well, well, yes, like we said, congratulations on the first season of Lovecraft Country. We say first season in very hopeful terms because we really want more. Uh, and thank you for your support of our podcast, Safe Negro Pod. Now, could you please just give us an overview? How did you go from being a writing a writer's assistant to story editor to co-writing one of the most incredible episodes of this season? Oh wow! <laughs> like that's a that's an incredible journey. Let's I mean the progression. Like I love that. Um. Yeah, I got hired as the writer assistant, um, and it was a very tough job for me because I've never been anybody's assistant. Um, so I was a slow typer. I would stay up to like two, three in the morning, um, transcribing the notes, getting out in the morning for um, for other writers. So it was a it was a very intense, challenging job because I had never done it before, and it was my first time in a room. Um, but luckily, you know, Misha read my work and she thought I was a really great writer. And so she gave me an opportunity to um, break one of the episodes and then that transformed into co-writing one of the episodes with her. Um, so, yeah, it was it was work. <laughs> it wasn't just given to me for sure. How, how long was the writer's room in operation? Because I've been in a writer's room and I went from staff writer to being fired. So, you know, there's like... You know, I, I had to commend you one, but, you know, I just want to know, like, how long did that, you know, was this whole, you know, the process from when you jumped on, at least, to the show, you know, coming out? Um, there were several times I almost got fired as well. It happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up a lot, so I'm thankful <laughs> that I did not get fired. <laughs> so... Um, no, we, this process started for me two and a half years ago. So like January, 2018 is when the, the room opened. Oh. Um, and mm -hmm. then, so the show just now came out. So it's very surreal for me because I haven't touched the script in such a long time. So even when I was watching the show, I was like, oh, wait, what's that part? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I forgot about that. Just a little small detail because I haven't had him been in it, you know, in a minute. So. Okay, answer your question. I mean, I, I'm I'm impressed, you know, like you know, from like we said, from assistant to story editor to co-writing one of the you know illest episodes of the season. You know, hats off to you. Yeah, yeah. Did you, you know, it's interestingly, whenever that people get that time or that opportunity to make the jump or the progression, there's always that question of, are you ready? Do Did you feel like that was a 
a question that you posed to yourself or were you just like, I'm just going head first into it? Did you feel like, yo, am I ready for this? There were times where I felt like, am I ready for this? But then there was a second thought that was like, we don't have time for this. Like, mm. let's just go. Like, let's just mm. figure it out as we go. And it's going to be hard and challenging, but this is part of the growth. Um, so, I mean, I've been out here grinding for over 10 years. So to me, it's not like a big jump. It's like, oh, finally, everything has aligned and comes together. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, I just didn't have time for, I mean, the doubts were there and the questioning was there, but I just didn't have time to like fall into that. Like I, I it was there, I had to go. Hmm. And, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, because another question I had about the room is like, I've been in a room and it was a pretty diverse room, but it was still junior level writers were the diversity. Now, I know, I know you had um, Jay Kidd, that's my people's, you know, as one of the executives. And then, I mean, Misha, you know, your story editor, um, Shannon, like, what was that like? You know, I'm I'm not sure if you said this was your first room, but... Yeah, this is my first room, yeah. Yeah, but I know you're working on other stuff now and everything, so it's like, I know everything ain't like that, so... Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, wow, that sounds so amazing, you know? So was it or was it still like, you know, people on that, you know, you got to do this, get, get it done? Um, hmm. I just feel like the room was just, you know, Misha is very, very, um, she's a visionary and she, so she has a very clear vision and she has very high standards. So there was, you know, times where I had to just rise to her, to her standard and push myself deeper. Um, but I, at that time I didn't have it to compare to anything else because I had never mm-hmm. been in a room before. So I was like, this is all, you know, that's all I knew. So yeah. it was a great, you know, training ground for me, I feel like. Okay. And, and just, um, you know, just overall, what was that experience like just in terms of the, the melding of the minds and the creative aspects of writing episode eight? Like what, can you just take us along that journey a little bit? Oh my God. It was hard. <laughs> it was hard for many reasons. It was hard because um, of course I had the pressure of like, this is my first time writing for TV. I don't want to fuck up. And then it was also hard because of the subject matter and having to, you know, uh, really sit with Emmett Till and his mom and um, just that whole, um, the horror of that. Um, so it was it was a very intense, like, breaking that episode. I mean, all the episodes had their own kind of intensity when we were breaking it, but this mm-hmm. was a, a bit different just because, um, you know, it was still something that was happening today. So it wasn't, it didn't feel very different. Um, and we, and we talked a lot about like, you know, how do we want to honor Emmett and um, what are the things that we don't want to do? Like we knew we didn't want to show the body um, because, you know, people have already seen it and there's a picture floating around. And it was this idea that came that came up of like, but do people actually know what happened? Like the step by step, you know, detail of what happened. And a lot of people don't. They just know like, oh, Emmett Till, he was lynched, he was killed, he was murdered in the South. That's all people really talk about. Well, they only just look at the photo. So um, so with Christina reenacting it, that was a way for us to kind of show viscerally like what happened to him without doing it on a black body. Um, and kind of like, you know, just the layers of it, of doing it on a white woman who was the cause of his death to begin with. Um, so it was a very deep, like intense episode of Blake. 
What was uh you know, now I'm I'm so happy we have you here because <laughs> like like I mean you know we we feel like we we did a very thorough job of understanding the show. We researched, we did everything we could to learn, but all three of us were left with what WTF, what the was going on with Christina and why did she decide to reenact that moment? Why did Christina decide she wanted to live? Now, there's two, and I just wanted to just preface that there's two schools mm-hmm. of thought that she, it's because it's part of that whole sacrifice and energy situation because she's a witch and all this other stuff. But then also she may have wanted to try to understand and empathize with Ruby, which I don't agree with, but please. <laughs> I think it's however you choose to interpret it. Um, I think there's a, a a lot of ways that it can be, you know, viewed that it can be viewed as, you know, this is another example of white privilege that you have the chance to enact somebody's death without actually dying. So that's another, mm. you know, white privilege take on it. There's also the, you know, the interpretation that. She wanted to know what it felt like, and did she really not care? Because she, why doesn't she not care about the death of this little black boy? And then there's also the the magic of it, where you know Christina's invulnerable, so she has the opportunity to experience anything that she wants, you know, um, for the first time. So it just it's all it's very layered. I don't think there's one interpretation for it. I was gonna, mm. I was gonna say, what kind of madman wants to experience being killed as like Emmett Till? But this is the same person who wants immortality. So yes, yes, yes. Um. So and overall, the episode itself it pulls heavily from a lot of different places. Um. Like not only just Emmett Till's like story, but also like the Topsy Twins from um, um Uncle Tom's Harry, Cabin. Uncle Tom's Cabin. I was thinking about mm. the author's name. Yeah. Um. And uh, A Nightmare on Elm, on Elm Street. Um, what inspired y'all to pull specifically from these different elements for this episode? Um, so with Topsy and Bobsy, like, so in the book, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the book at all, but in mm-hmm. the book, there is a devil doll. Mm-hmm. And so when we were crafting this episode, I was like, I want the devil doll to look like a pickaninny. Like I want it to be very like Jim Crow, very mm-hmm. like minstrel. Um, and so one of the writers, um, suggested Topsy and as soon as I saw the picture I was like yes that's it like that's exactly what I want and so like Topsy and Bossy like they they represent um what society does to little black girls the yes. haunting the gaslighting the ignoring the sexualization of little black girls and so like even in the script like I wrote like Topsy gets D just as it was designed to do so it's just this idea of like this haunting that society does against little black girls who grow up to be black women. Mm-hmm. And then for like the Nightmare on Elm Street, how did that bring in to come into play? Um, I'm a big fan. Yes. <laughs> like, it's part of my childhood, Freddy Krueger. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's in there. It's not that deep. It's just like, I just love Nightmare on Elm Street. And I just saw it like when I was writing the outline, I was just like, you know, the, the, it has a nightmare industry kind of vibe, and I just yeah. it just fit, it just fit. So, um, and then with Topsy with the the long nails and Freddy Cougar with his thing, like it's just all connected. Yeah, Portia and Tatiana aren't fans of Nightmare on Elm Street like I am. <laughs> not like not like then. I mean, yeah, I I, I get it. I know about Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's <laughs> I'm because oh. I, you know also because I'm not the biggest horror fan. So obviously you're yeah. a horror fan. 
also like it came out when I was younger and no, nobody's gonna let me watch anything scary like that. So I got, I'm late to the fans right. boredom, you know, I'm a little late. But no, I just wanted to thank you because I remember when Misha was talking about it and she was like, we have this episode where it uses Nightmare on Elm Street to explore how young black women are treated. And I was like, oh, how the fuck are they going to do that? Like, I got to see this, you know, how they going to do that? And then I was even in the earlier episode when Letty goes down into the boiler room. I'm like, yo, this is Nightmare on Elm Street. This, you know, it's a boiler room, you know, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yo, if there's a boiler room and it's red, it's Freddy Krueger, you know, but I, I knew I knew that wasn't the episode. And so then when the episode came and all the little references to like the Topsy twins, like looking directly at the camera, letting you know they see yeah. you, you know, their joy <laughs> in chasing hilarious. her down, their dancing, all that. I was like, oh, this is Freddy Krueger. And I was just trying to explain to people like all the references and thank you. No, it, it made sense. How, uh, Yoma, how did you feel like for everything you wrote, particularly with the Topsy, when you saw them come to life, mm. like on camera? What were you? What was your first thought? Did you go, "Holy shit!" Like, what? What was your thought? <laughs> I was first. I was freaked out because I was there the week when they were performing, so I was just oh, wow. like freaked out when I saw. And I remember Misha was like, "Do you think they need more blood on their nails?" I was like, "Yeah, more blood." And so it was just like, <laughs> it was just freaky. It was just freaky to see it come to life. And then when I saw the dancing, when they were doing the dance. Because I knew I wanted to have that Jim Crow feel. Like, Misha would, like, we called it the jig in the room. And Misha would, like, do the jig to, like, frighten me. Because I was like, this is so freaky. Like, this is freaky. And um, so when I saw them bring it to life, it was just, like, I was just, like, like just stunned. I was like, first of all, they're super talented. And they're just these small dancers who look like children. And the way that they just move, and you, it was just, creepy it was just very 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 creepy so um incredible i was i was happy for sure a shout out to bianca bruton and caitlin harris who were topsy and bopsy like you said just killed the game with the had the crumping and the jumping yeah. and all this stuff like it was it was a lot going on <laughs> it was great it was great and if your your goal was to scare people y'all accomplished that it was absolutely scary which i was so shocked because I guess maybe I don't scare easy because <laughs> people were like, I had nightmares. I was like, really? Like, yeah. I was just surprised yeah. that people had nightmares. I was like, oh, I guess it's really scary. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, I don't think you can be a horror fan and have, not, I don't mean, I don't, I'm just not the one, but I don't think that, like, I think most of the people that I know who don't watch horror don't watch it because they have nightmares. They just can't get with horror. I've never had any nightmares off of, like, a horror film, knocking on wood, because I don't want to get jinxed today, but... I think that's the thing. You can't be a horror fan and have nightmares unless you can, unless you just love being scared all the time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, now, as much praise as Love Craft Country has received, there's also been criticism. And one that we've seen recently um, is that, and, and we don't agree with this necessarily, but it says that the show treats its darker skinned characters with contempt. Now, we this was proposed to us on our show and we we gave our two cents on it and but but we've made the argument that well first of all besides letty every character on the show is, is brown skin or dark skin or some exactly. cue thereof uh but 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 more importantly how do we as as viewers and and even black people how do we expect to see multi-layered versions of ourselves and our stories without seeing characters that we disagree with so 
with with that understanding in mind, like, well, maybe maybe start here. What were your thoughts on some of the criticism? I'm not sure if you read any of it. I did hear about that um, criticism, which of course I don't agree because Letty is the only person on the show who is light skinned. It's not like the other light skinned person was treated better than <laughs> this dark skinned person because there's nobody else. So <laughs> is everybody yeah. in the show? has gotten their, their shit. Like Letty's been shot and dead and came back and had ghosts and was thrown off of the roof. And- I mean, Joffrey, and just Joffrey completely <laughs> down the silo. So not Joffrey, what's the boy's Brand. name? Brand. Brand. <laughs> and ran from monsters and had hallucinations and everything in between. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, that criticism I think is just, um, a lot of projection. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Now, the other is particularly the uh, the handling of Yahima and Misha herself. She already responded to it, and and completely we understood. Like you know, it, it something could have been done better. Um, is is there something you wish you felt you could have done be- done better? In terms of Yahima, um, you know, I agree with where Misha stands. Where you know that was just us us oversight on our end um and that's just something that we just have to improve as storytellers and get better and think about all story um not just what the particular one that we want to tell at that moment um Mm. and just take that in for the next the next time you know absolutely absolutely and and you know to to the reverse of that like was there a point uh, and i don't know maybe in what during while you were writing or even watching everyone else watch the show was there a point or a moment where you were like yo we are killing it Never. <laughs> what? Really? Come on, fam. Y'all was first of all, y'all was number one trend for weeks at a time. Number on Twitter. Global. I think for me, of course, yeah, it's great. But I think for me, I have to have a level of detachment. Mm-hmm. Like I have to like detach. Like I can't make it like, no, I have to just detach. I just have to be like, okay, that's it. That's the work. Um, you know, because I'm a cancer, I'm too sensitive. I'll be all in my feelings, and I'll just be like, "No." So I have to like <laughs> put boundaries up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so no, but it's good. I love that people resonated for better or for worse. Um, but you know, I'm happy for that. I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let let me be the one to compliment you because there was a moment that I I really feel like not enough people have been talking about, and I just want to know: was it in the strip? Was it between you and Misha? The very last shot of D in that episode when she's battling off the um Topsy, Topsy. Twins mm-hmm. yeah. is like yeah. a long shot. Like it starts on her face, you see the pain in her face and everything. Then you pull down to the arm and you see it start to grow up, and then you pull back and the fucking Topsy twins are beside her. And I'm sitting there screaming at the TV, you know, when I realize what y'all have done right there. So was that in the strip? Was that you a collaboration between you two? And let me just say y'all killed it right there. So you know, take that point right there, because goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely in the script. Um, you know. <laughs> um, but also, you know, Tamisha's directing, you know, style and brilliance to make that all one sh- one fluid shot mm. um, was fantastic. I think that added to what was already there on the page. I don't feel like people have given Misha enough credit for that shot because I was just I I I'm like that goes into history of horror right there. You know that is some classic stuff right there. 
Like that is crazy how they, you know, how y'all pulled that off. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> nah, so well done. Uh, just just personally as as and I'm thinking about this as a writer like what do you believe and, and I think all projects challenge you right um is there is there something particular about this project about Lovecraft Country that that specifically challenged you or, or made you kind of approach your creativity in a different way mm, I mean it was definitely challenging just seeing that this was my first room so it was challenged from the very beginning. And I think also the subject matter, I had not worked on something that was so um, so steeped in um, the horrors of Black American history. And there was things that I didn't even know that I learned while working on the show. I was just like, oh, wait, what? And what? Like, it just little, little small little things that you don't even realize that is racist. And it's like, oh, oh, that's yeah. racist. Oh, wow. Um, just a lot of hidden history that, you know, yeah. that's been, you know, um, purposely not, not taught to us. So um, that in itself was already intense and challenging. And then it was just, I had to learn just to trust myself and trust my voice and trust the ideas and the impulses that were coming and um, being like, it may not work. It may be silly. It may be crazy, but this is my way through it to get to the other side and figure out what the hell is trying to come through so um i think that's always the hardest part is like that beginning stage of when you're trying to create and you and you don't know like what idea you should go with or oh, that's stupid that's dumb or no that's actually great and then you write it and then you go back the next day you're like no that was actually stupid let me just go <laughs> so it's just like that whole creative process and then you 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 break through that and then you're at the flow part and then everything is just coming and gelling and you feel it um, so yeah, and it was just, yeah, it was just a, a level of just trusting myself and knowing that I'm ready for what's in front of me. Um, it was talking about like things like challenging you and things, but also like going back to like things that made you feel happy. Was there anything that you're excited um, about bringing to the screen in particular? Like you saw it and you're like, yes, I'm glad this made it into yeah. the show. Yes. Um, <laughs> The the show golf kit with the blow golf, excuse me. Um taking, you know, shooting out of the the um the ground and like just ripping those police officers like to shreds. Like I wrote like it was really heavy detailed and of course like you know the some people have to come in and say, Okay, no, we can't do that, we can't do that. But I had like blood and guts and gore and like Oh, you you know, oh, it was it was it was very detailed. <laughs> it was very detailed. So that was like so I was happy like to see like see it on on the screen like oh they kept it we did it you know um, so it was good that was like my favorite part. Um, conversely, was there a scene or a line that you wished had made it to the screen um, and that you can talk about that probably won't make it into future episodes? Ah, um, ooh. um, I don't know if I should say it. I don't think I should say that part. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, okay, I, I guess it's, it's not crazy, but um, I guess for that part where we had the blow off like coming and killing all of the um the police officers where we had 
as our audio over it was the testimony from the Mike Brown case, um, mm. playing over that part. And um, I wasn't aware that we didn't include it in. And, to, and I talked to Misha about it afterwards. And she was like, you know, she just didn't think it, it fit anymore. Like she felt like yeah. we didn't need it. But initially, that's what was playing that testimony of how he killed you know, Mike Brown and saying like he was a monster and he just came at me. That was like mm. the blow off. Like, wow, wow. I mean, I mean, we. There's one of the other things we appreciate about the show: the the use of narrative and the the voiceovers over things that on on the surface you would think aren't related, but it's so intrinsically related. Um, the Four Color Girls poem that was played while while Ruby was was uh, Hillary. And walking through life, getting free ice cream and shit. Like, <laughs> that, <laughs> like that was profound. So, uh, yeah. Thank you for doing it. Just, just thank you for doing that. Um, it, do you, do you have a favorite character? Ruby. Ruby. Why Ruby? I, <laughs> I just love how she is just like this confident woman. She knows what she wants. She has no problem like telling people how it is and how they're wrong and she's just she's just full of like this this power that I just love and like you know how she's just tired of being interrupted by life and she's like I have to do things my way and you know I just that she's like my favorite character I said it so fast but she's like my favorite <laughs> character I love her and indeed is a cool second of course but I love Ruby oh she's such a badass to me D is me um I, I and I say that because that the finale girl i fully agree and understand why she used her arm her 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 d1000 arm to to kill christina uh a lot of people actually did not and were were they weren't sure why that happened could you maybe give some uh understanding of why do you think that happened why should that have happened well i always go by this, this this thought that you know the younger generation will lead us forward it's not going to be us us old people we've passed that time um, <laughs> but you know the younger generation like they see things that we don't see they see the, the patterns and the behaviors that have cost us and there's time to change directions mm. so for me d represents when she says they never learn it's like black folks never learn we always turn the other cheek we always leave those who have oppressed us alive instead of just being like take care of business so they can't do this anymore and so when people are like oh i can't believe d you know went that far d has lost her father to racist cops d has lost her best friend to racist white people like she's radicalized she's malcolm mm -hmm. x she sees it she's she's militant now and it's like she's now her mom is this incredible genius who has her back, like, she needs to move forward. She, she's not going to shrink like her mom. She's going to mm. change the next generation. So, I, yeah, I, I didn't, yeah. I loved it, honestly. Okay, I think your I like explanation that. makes it yeah. better. Like, I was on the camp of, like, where I don't understand. She just got this hand. Why would she do that? And I think your explanation really made me think, like, wow, cr yeah. yeah, no, that's real. Like, we do turn the other cheek too much. And I do appreciate seeing someone being like, no, not today. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's also, like, the idea that, you know, Black people always have to be perfect and good, and we can't fight back. And, you know, if this was maybe, you know, 
a boy of a different race or something, maybe it wouldn't have that same kind of like, you know, um, judgment or critical judgment on it. It would just be like, oh yeah, he was getting revenge or whatever. But mm -hmm. because I feel like because it's a black little girl, it's like, no, you need to be in this box like this. You can't, you know, do these other things. We we talked about it on the show. She was reading that book, and it's like you're gonna have to spill the blood of the oppressor. And she's like, "Word." <laughs> she, yeah. She's like, "Okay, said, that, that's all I need to read." I said she took it to heart. Like, oh, that's how it happens. She's okay. like the uh, Michael Jordan gift. Like, I took that personally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Okay, this is a great book. Let's go do this." <laughs> But it's always the younger generation that's like, that's doing the things, you know, like in the civil rights movement, it was a lot of young kids who were at the forefront who were being arrested and, mm -hmm. you know, fighting back. So I think sometimes we forget about our little young radicals that are out there. Yeah. True, um, indeed. Um, moving on just a little bit to real life, uh, you, beyond being a writer, you're also an actress and a producer of your own material. And besides being obviously multi-talented, what made you choose the route of creating your own uh, your own stories? I thought she was about to get into like my personal life. I'm like, no, Wait a minute. no, no, no. <laughs> Who are you dating, girl? Like, no, 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 no I'm not doing that. No, no, no. Wrong, wrong podcast. Oh <laughs> you want me to depress you with my dating life? Like, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're single. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I mean, I, that was you. You gave it. I, I, I just. MDM's about to be lit. MDM's is about to be going. They're going to be putting snowflake emojis in your <laughs> Now they're going to put a little pin. I heard you a writer girl, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so icy. No, we're just, we just teasing. We're just teasing. But, but, but yeah, what, 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 made you what made you choose the route of, of, of writing, creating your own stories? I've, I've always been a writer. I've been a writer since I was a kid. Like writing was always, I, I consider writing the um, foundation of my artistry. And out of that was born, of course, like acting and um, and wanting to to have more control over my creativity. So I was like doing shorts and web series and, you know, just, you know, wanting to be my own little filmmaker and own creator. Um, and then I was more heavily focused on acting in the beginning of my career. And then writing was just always like, it was starting to like, I could see it was starting to have legs a little bit. And so I just changed and put my focus onto that. And then Lovecraft. Mm. <laughs> wow, man. Say it wow. with your chest and then Lovecraft, damn it. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, now a, a little bit personal, but not exactly who you're dating and everything. You, no. you yeah, you've spoken about during, you know, everyone's been in quarantine. We've all been locked down. And you've used this time to mend relationships with people and friends. And that's awesome, first off. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. But one thing that we are all dealing with, and I know our listeners are with, are too, we're all a lot of creative people here. And how have you been able to maintain your creativity when it seems like the world is falling apart? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> there's moments when it's really tough. Um, you know, and I, and I give myself grace. And I give myself a day to, like, relax and self-care and just, like, not think about it. Um, but then there's days where it's I needed to like escape and to have some power and to um, figure out how can my art be useful in these crazy times. So um, 
it's 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 been up and down, honestly. Like I, there are some things, some projects I've been able like to get done and flushed out, and then there's some that I just hit a wall with. Um, and so I just, you know, I try to be as isolated as possible. Like when I'm in a like a writing thing, like I get off like social media. I like wear all black. <laughs> I get real like in like in my house, just me and my dog, and I just like isolate myself and like just put my head down. So. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, this year has been crazy for lots of reasons and, you know, people shouldn't beat themselves up if they haven't been able to create, um, just give themselves a little bit of grace, but also get to work. <laughs> you know, you still have to, you got to force your way through that because, you know, artistry is needed, storytelling is needed when things are, when the world looks the way it does. Mm. Yes, we, yes. we needed Lovecraft Country. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's welcome. a great distraction. Yeah. <laughs> it's a phenomenal distraction. And, and not just a distraction, it's also lessons because like you said, there were still definitely elements of Black history that we didn't know or had to be reminded of or or, or reinforced or, or what have you. So it, it mattered. It mattered so much. So I just want you to, I mean, I know you know, but I want you to know. Yeah. <laughs> it mattered. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, you have survived the interview segment of wow. the show, but it's <laughs> it's not quite over because we have our rap segment, which is our rapid fire questions, pretty much yes or no, or you know, you pick and choose. Yeah. So you know, we're gonna you know, we'll go through these. Take it easy on you a little bit. Are yeah. you ready? Yes. Let's do it. All right. Uh, starting off outside of the horror stuff. Uh. The Falcon or War Machine? Falcon. Okay. Okay. Um, Letty or Ruby? This is Ruby. the battle of the sisters. Ruby. Well, since I knew you were going to pick Ruby, I have to ask you if you had the choice to take that potion, would you take it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what, and what would you do? <laughs> I just want to see how it would be like, like, would it be easier for me to sell a project? Would it be easier for me to get a job? Would it be easier? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to see what's on the side. Like, do they have to do as much work as I do to like get ahead? Like, you know, but. I just want to see what it's like on the other side. Just on the other side. Let's see. Okay. All right. Um, but I still want to be black, though. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's be clear. Yeah. Just a potion for a moment. <laughs> right. As long as you can turn back. <laughs> but yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so Atticus, Montrose, or George? Montrose. Oh, the tragic, <laughs> the tragic flower. Why Montrose? Because you know what? Even when Montrose is all his shit, like <laughs> he he had he had the most growth over the entire season. Like he had to mm. confront like his trauma and his past to really heal. So I'm very when people like talk shit about Montrose, I'm like, at least he had the strength to like, you know, confront all of that shit and like, you know, yeah. now we understand him. Like, come on. At least I mean at least his baggage is up front. Like he wasn't like hiding his baggage. He's like, it's all right here. Um, you know, my, I'm talking shit about Machos. Okay, that man. <laughs> oh! 
<laughs> no, no, yes, yes, he's growing, and like when you look at it from a from a full form person perspective, yes, you're not gonna be perfect. Yes, you got trauma and all this other stuff, but that man's trash, and he does not deserve Sammy. I'm just saying. I'm Sammy just saying. is wrong. Sammy, Sammy deserves better. Sammy needs to run, but hey, whatever it is, what it is. Um, okay, go ahead, Ben. Sorry, <laughs> just wanted to say that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, <laughs> Superman or Batman? Ooh, Batman. Mm. Okay. The Wire or Breaking Bad? The Wire. Um, Luke Cage or Black Panther? Black Panther. <laughs> All right. Um, this is in the horror space. Mike Myers, Freddy, or Jason? <gasps> Freddy. Yes. <laughs> We know why. <laughs> yes. It's the king. He's, He's the king. He's the one who made it into the script. Like, yes. let's be real. <laughs> and, and there it is. Facts. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fresh Prince or Martin? Y'all know. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> it's always one that gets them. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. Martin, Martin. Hello, DC guy. I gotta go with him, Martin. True. Um, who was your first geek crush? Uh, like for example, you back in the days watching a cartoon, you was reading a book, a comic, something, and you were just like, "Yo, that character looks so fine. (laughs) I love that character. Oh, I want to marry so and so. You know, it happens. People people want to marry pop stars and all sorts of people all the time. But what about you? Like my first, like growing up, sure. Like who I was, ooh. um, that was I was a geek or they was a geek. Let you understand this. I was the geek for like in this person. No, no, they, you're not being deep for it, just whoever no, you, you was here. Yeah, oh, where am I get that over? Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is really hard. I don't know. Um, and you know what? I really did like growing up. I liked um, Prince William. I did. Not That's Harry? a first on the show. Right. Not Harry? <laughs> <laughs> not Harry, no. Which is very weird now that I think about it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. I have to. Well, I got to go to therapy for that one. <laughs> Wow. I mean, he was all over the teen magazines. So he was know? all over the teen magazines. But I'm like trying to think of like, you know, a little black boy I was like crushing over when I was a kid. I can't. Ooh. That's the problem. Yeah, it, it, it's, that's the problem. It, it wasn't enough of us. That was the problem, you know? Who, who you want? Webster, you know? Like, <laughs> Silver Spoon? Like, come on, man. It's tight. Like, the choices is limited. <laughs> Theo? I would say, you know what? If it was just anybody, it was Dwayne from... There you go. Yes. A different world? Yes. Yeah, yeah it would be him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I changed my answer. There we go. <laughs> who was Prince William who? I don't... <laughs> okay. I was like, that's so weird. Okay, I'm happy now. Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne. I didn't take the post. Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne Wayne. <laughs> that's a good one. All right. Um, which character death hurts you the most? So, for example, in a book or show or movie, a character that died and that just hurt your soul. Or even a TV show. 
Or even Lovecraft. Or Lovecraft. <laughs> you know who? Um, I used to watch this um, this movie called My Girl growing up. Oh, and when God. Macaulay Culkin died <laughs> by those bees, I used to cry so hard. Like, like I was just like, why? Why would they do that to him? Just... You're about to break so many people's hearts just bringing that up again. Like you know, people have forgotten that trauma, and you're just gonna dig it right up on them. He yeah. needs his glasses. Yeah. He needs his glasses. <laughs> my God. Ah. Uh, all over again. Oh okay, I'm here. Oh, okay, <laughs> just 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 a couple more. We let you off the hook. Okay. <laughs> uh Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh. Ooh. Um These are hard questions. <laughs> Welcome to For All Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, the truck is gonna be mad. <laughs> They can stay mad. <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> all um, right. Uh, what is your favorite superhero movie of all time? Of all time? Mm-hmm. Ooh, like, of all time. <laughs> <laughs> can I choose? Three. Go ahead. Choose whatever you want. Go yep. ahead. Okay. I love, of course, I love Black Panther. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for for many many reasons. Yeah. I actually like. I know people. It's going to be an unpopular opinion, but I actually love um, Doctor Strange. Okay. Oh, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. And not even now. I say that because of just like I'm really like into like metaphysics and like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. moving through dimensions and realms so that i was just like i love and then um the third would be the matrix Ooh. because neo is a superhero to me so okay. yeah that's real yeah. i mean if that's that's real talk you know we're not and talking all... about we're not talking about the the last movie but we talking about everything else is amazing <laughs> We talk about that first movie and that car chase. And, yo, uh, and yo, yeah. no, 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 no. But Matrix is, is one of my all-time absolute favorites. So I'm yeah. here with you. So yeah, here, all the way. Uh, okay. Here's the last question: If you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Oh, y'all got some good questions. <laughs> oh, what would it be? It will be to um, transport anywhere time or space. You want to be Hippolyta? Yeah, she want that Hippolyta yes. blue. <laughs> I just thought about that. Like, wait a minute, she want to be Hippolyta blue? Okay. I want to be able, like, if I can go back in time or go to a different like dimension or mm-hmm. realm, like that's what I would want to do. Yeah, absolutely fire. Absolutely awesome. fire. All right. Well, you survived the brat. You survived the For All Nerds show. Please let the internets know where they can find you at. Um, on Twitter, it's it's Ehoma. 
um, IT at I-H-U-O-M-A. And then Instagram is at E-H-O-M-A, I-H-U-O-M-A. Okay. And anything you want to plug? Anything you're working on that you can speak about or you want to mention? Season two of Lovecraft Country? Yeah. Season two, um, anything, anything personal or, or 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 volunteerism? I mean, anything you want, anything you want to talk about. Um, I guess the only thing I can plug now is um, I was a writer for the upcoming ep- uh, season of Snowfall, season four, right. and um, I I wrote episode six of season four. All right. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That's what's. Up. I don't know when it's coming out. Sometime next year, because they're 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 getting back to shooting. no worries all right well thank you for joining us and we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the rest of i'm professor brandon obunu this is danny lore and this is vita ayala my name is genevieve king this is peter ramsey this is kiro karangawa this is lexi alexander this is Otto Asado. And you are listening to... I am listening to... I'm listening to... I like to listen to... I'm listening to... I'm listening to... We are listening to... For All Nerds. So much the home of Fear DeRay for showing up and showing out. We appreciate you. Just fire interview. Really hope y'all enjoy that. If you enjoyed it that much, run it back again, play it again. Mm-hmm. And make sure you share with all of your peoples who also enjoy Lovecraft Country. Word up. And also, you know, when you share it with them, make sure to tell them. Follow us, twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Thank you to everybody. We've been getting a lot of subscriptions lately. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's so great. We don't even need that. All I need for you to do is hit that follow button, turn on the notifications, you know, and just join us whenever we on there, you know, come talk to us, holler at us. You know, it's a great place. You get to see us. You know, you can talk to us. You can ask us any questions. People, I'll be on there DJing. People will be asking me about Lovecraft Country. It's such a dichotomy, but, you know, we make it work. <laughs> so come through twitch.tv slash for all nerds. And yes, thank you. Thank you for that amazing, you know, that's two weeks in a row. Just whack, whack. We got another one next week. You know what I mean? Like it just it just keeps coming. I mean it don't it does not stop. Word to combat jack. Being here. Yes, sir. All right. And it's time for one of my favorite segments on the show. And we got a lot of great ones today. Thank you, everybody who's been sending in your questions to the geekwently asked questions. Walk is Astro. It's extra. Where we answer any and all questions that you send to us. Hit us up, contact at forallnerds.com. Or hit us on the Twitters, the Instagrams, at For All Nerds. Whenever we make that post, reply to it. Ask your question. If you're on Patreon.com slash For All Nerds, you can ask anything. It don't matter. You know what I mean? You can get deep with it. You can ask us all kind of personal things. It does not matter. We will answer it. You know, that's for them select few people over at Patreon.com slash For All Nerds. But as always, we got a bunch, so let's get right to them. And what do we have up first? The first comes from Jardoism. They write, hello, no AKAs because I'm not that creative and I don't need to be read during Rona. Mm. (laughs) But my question is as follows. Do you ever feel guilty for not supporting 
or knowing about black creatives in podcasts, movies, TV, and comics. I always start to feel this way when I find myself consuming too much white media and I then go run to the BET app to binge the game. <laughs> I like I that. That's sure how you solve it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but but honestly, there is no there are no creatives that run a professional looking stream like Critical Role. No good horror movies except for what Jordan Peele is offering. Thank God. My favorite characters are all writing by are all written by white authors and drawn by white artists. And my favorite podcast. Uh, features an all-white and extremely problematic cast. Oh, wait, wait, wait a well, minute. Well, first of all, we're not the favorite, understood. Yeah. Slander. Uh, <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, no, no, it ain't. And, and see, we'll, we'll see why it's, in a it's second. It's okay we're not your favorite because you're listening to us. If you wouldn't be sending this question, you wasn't listening. Facts, I don't but, care if I'm your favorite or not. I just care that you're listening. True. Okay. I finished the question, but then... Yeah. Your enemy absolutely hates you, but guess what? They're listening to this podcast, so I don't care Ooh. if you like me, you hate me, you're listening. All right. I prefer if you like me, though. Yes. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> the West Coast. What do you? What do you guys do? What do you guys do to feel better about consuming so much white media on white platforms? And how do you even it out? Um, I'm not reading a PS because no, read it, read it because see, that's why that's why we ain't his favorite. That's the with they favorite. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? See what I mean? Because that's you know they went there. They wrote PS Hampton is really chew. Yeah, H I U Hampton Institute. Mm. Yeah, ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. Hampton incident. I mean, they might be the real institute. That's yeah. a best, you know, yeah, as far as it goes. Seven is before. But anyway, you know, facts uh, matter, folks. You know. <laughs> uh, but 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 hu versus hu slander aside. Yes. I don't feel necessarily a ways about consuming white media simply because it's like it, 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 at, at least as of this moment in time is. Inevitable. It's unavoidable. It is what it is. White people own a vast majority of the overarching networks and 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 production companies and and the things that create this these pieces of art. So it's just sewn into everyday life. So I'm not thinking about. I'm not thinking about. Oh my god, so many white people. What I am thinking about is how can I get more black people, uh, more more creative things from black people and people of color. Now that's always constantly on my mind. So. Uh, I always, uh, I'm always reaching out. Obviously, this podcast is it, right? Because part of the research we do every week is we want to see what's com- what's new that's coming out. What are the new uh, indie creators and shit like that? Like, w- we're constantly looking for new voices and also reading and, and supporting new artists and things like that. So that just comes along with the territory, at least, at least for me. And I... Again, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't think so much about, oh, what are the white folks doing? Or I have so many white things in my head, in my, in my community, you know, like it, it, it is what it is. Like it, it is, mm. I'm just more focused about how can I get more melanin into my space? How can I get more shows? And as you said, more comics and more podcasts that feature uh, either primarily, uh, either predominantly or only black, brown and other people of color. That's the problem. I swear. Went to Hampton and listened to a problematic podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and, listen, and it's their favorite, boy. And also, I personally don't think it's a problem. Like, if you want to listen to white people be extremely problematic, that's what you like. like yeah. It is what it is. Now, whether or not you're wrong or whatever, that's subjective. I if mean, I'm going to listen to that, probably not. But you shouldn't feel bad if that's how you, f- that's what you're interested in. That's what you're interested in. Yeah. And I also feel like we're a very professional looking stream, like Critical Role, but I also agreed it. 
there needs to be more uh, black role-playing game and, you know, people of color center role-playing game podcasts like Critical Role. Yeah. And, you know, also some of that, some of that is, is not because they're not, and that's another thing. There are professional looking streams yes. out there that are run by black people, but they just don't have that same level of, of yeah, uh, not, not acknowledge it. What's the word I'm looking for? Like you don't know that they exist. Yep. <laughs> you know, most of the time you don't know the awareness. That's the word I was looking for. You may yep. not have an awareness that they exist or they're already small, but there's plenty of things out there. And, and also the ones where they're out there, but you don't feel like they're professional looking. Sometimes they just need help. Yes. Like, who's giving like, is crit- I don't know who runs Critical Role. Or what they just really got is. $3 million in uh, Patreon okay, money. About, so I was going to ask, where did they get the money to do a professional looking stream? Well, are, is the they same started off, they were all voice actors and stuff. So they were already Hollywood. Okay. Well, you know, they already had. Well, the, there it is. Yeah. They, had, they already had an in. So yeah. when you go look at the podcast run by black people who that may talk about the same thing, do they did they get $3 million? Not saying you need $3 million to look professional because we surely don't have it, but we're professional. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, do they have the same opportunities? Were they. And, and not just giving stuff, but, you know, maybe they went out into the market like a Kickstarter and, and they try to get money and, and maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. My point is they're they're not on. They're not coming out the gate the same. Mm-hmm. And you have to support them so they can get that far. You know, like we didn't start off looking or sounding as professional as we are now, but people supported us from the gate and it allowed us to grow and get there. And people, you know, let us know when we weren't. And, and it's we, growing pains, too, yeah, because yeah. sometimes you have people on your production team where it's cool at first, but then maybe mm. they can't deliver on a certain approach <sighs> or maybe they don't agree with the creation, the, the creative direction or whatever. Like, it, it's, it's so many different things. And you have they're to, just straight up clowns and, you you know, you got to cut them <laughs> off. So and, I mean, like even us, like like and, and, and we've had to we've gone through a lot of different people on our team for various reasons. But now we have a, a group that works extremely well, you know, when it comes to visuals, when it comes to audio, like it, it, everyone's on the same wave. So it works. And, and that took time. Like we've mm-hmm. been around what seven years. That took time. Shh, they know overnight success folks. Yeah. All right. So good question. Yes. But good no. Question. Yeah. But I also feel them because yeah, like the other day I saw the, somebody, they tweeted about their whole black superhero line of comic books. And they're like, I've been doing this seven years, and I love it. But I was like, dang, I ain't never heard of you, dog. You know, and I felt bad, you know? Like, yeah, and, and you, yet you do feel bad, because my thing is, as, as much as seeking and, and, and searching as we do, there's still tons that we're, we just don't know about. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, you know, our a lot of things also come into play when it comes to marketing yourself. Are you in the right places at the right time? Some And there's, there's always luck sprinkled in there. Are you in the right places at the right time? Do you know the right people? The best thing you can do to get your name out there, especially if you're new, is to join networks, join up with other groups. Don't just spam your shit everywhere. Like, really link up and make make a relationship with the people that you look up to in this, in this space. If it's us, for example, y'all have our email all day, every day. Y'all see us on socials all day, every day. Hit us up. People have hit us up. People have mm-hmm. shared their streams, have shared their shows. We've listened to it, gave them feedback. And then what you do with that is what you do with that. I mean, we just did a whole thread of Lovecraft Country related podcasts on our Safe Negro Pod. Like, I basically went on there and asked anybody who had a show to reply to this tweet, and then mm-hmm. I was like, "Here's a whole thread right here. Just look at all the replies, and you have yeah. a ton of other shows just like ours." Yep. Yeah, so, go. don't feel bad for consuming white media. "Quote unquote," he said it with such with such disdain. Don't, it is I'm gonna do that for black comic book creators. I'm, I'm gonna do a thread on that. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that yeah. One of the, one yeah. solution there. Yeah, thank you.
All right. The next question comes from, well, let me just read the intro. What's good, fan fam? Trick or treat is Maze, a.k.a. Arthur Fleckenstein. I'll be dead ass honest. I hate Arthur Fleck. I hate the Joker film. I feel like it's come to represent exactly what I said it would. So (laughs) that's a nil. You gave him a no just off break. Yeah, just off break. Yeah. Black, Black man, come on, man. Don't associate yourself with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, the next, and these are all <laughs> Halloween related. Like, yeah, I like that. Yep. Uh, the next one is Mummy Dearest instead of Mommy Dearest. That's uh, mid. I mean, it's, it's so old. Like, that's like, yeah. that's probably like on The Simpsons, like first season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first season. Um, Spooky Robinson instead of Smokey. Okay. That took me a second, but I, I like it. Yeah. Oscar Michael Myers. That one's uh, good. Yeah, that's my favorite so far. Instead of Oscar Myers, all right. Yeah, because I was trying to think of a Michael Myers reference, and that's pretty good. Oscar I mean, but also, it's, it's hot damn hot, dog. Come on. All right. Let's go. So the more you think about it, the worse it gets. <laughs> and the last one, a.k.a. Boosie Collins. That's so terrible. It's good. <laughs> I read it like you wrote it, babe. Yeah. That's so bad that it's good. All right. All right. The question goes. <laughs> I hope everyone is good, ready to enjoy their Halloween weekend the best way they can. It's a first of all, let me just interject. It's a shame that for all these years, (laughs) finally Halloween is on the Saturday, and look at what the fuck we in right now. Fam, y'all, y'all know me. Y'all know me. Every year, my costume game is incredible, and I have not even considered it. Like, I think I'm going with the um, I think I'm gonna do a DJ set in my Chewbacca uh pajamas. That's basically what they are. But yeah. It's sad. It's, it's sad. A this is a travesty, folks. All right. Continuing on with the question. Um, okay. I want to ask, what what was your favorite person or thing that you dressed up to be as a kid? Most years, I wore some kind of ninja outfit, but my favorite was in fifth grade when I had the whole white Power Ranger outfit with the Saba sword, sword to complete the look. Also, what's your favorite candy to receive during trick-or-treating? Peace and love, Mace. Mm. Um, well, when I was a kid, I largely did not celebrate Halloween because mm. I, for a, for a period of time, I grew up Jehovah's Witness, so mm-hmm. I didn't even get to experiment, not, not experiment was the word, and participate in that. Yeah. But I would say like late middle school, I did get it, finally get a chance to dress up and it was the worst Halloween costume ever. <laughs> so, and I think my mom was lying, but she told me, so I told her, I don't even remember if I told her what I wanted, but she came through with costumes for me and my brothers. I have two younger brothers. My youngest brother, he got like this um, scorpion, like knockoff type costume mm-hmm. from Mortal Kombat. My next younger brother, he he was a robot or something. I don't know. Something, something, something mid. And then me, I think I wanted to be a maid. Yeah, I think I asked to be the maid. You know, something the black mid. and white joint? Yeah. But yep. my mother got me, which she said, oh, it's the downstairs maid. And I'm like, what's the downstairs maid? Because first of all, the dress was red. So mm. think of that black, that, that typical black and white maid outfit that you see as a costume. <laughs> but it was red? But it was red. And it was sequin. It was what? covered in sequins. It was red. It sounds like uh, Beetlejuice, like the dress Shorty wears in Beetlejuice. Now, the way you're supposed to wear it, like it has elastic on the top. So you're supposed to wear it like off your shoulder. You're supposed to be a little cute, a little sexy, whatever. Yeah. Remember, I'm in middle school. My mom's having none of that. So yeah. I couldn't, or at least she sent me out the house with not with it on my, you know, mm-hmm. like for, gathered up to here. But remember, it's it's an elastic band. So it looks stupid sitting around my neck. 
Then she gave me these red fishnet <laughs> tights to match. And then she gave me these, I guess maybe they ran out of the shoes. Fishnets. She gave me this. Red pantyhose. Like silver sequin <laughs> flats. What? Like, it, listen. And, and it was not like, like you a real coordinate. Listen, but they were silver. So Yeah, I know. That's okay. what I mean. <laughs> and then it had like a bonnet, like a lace type bonnet. And we- then I, at the time I was wearing these really big glasses. So I had on this bonnet, like wow. this lace bonnet on my hair. And my hair was like in braids. I had on this bonnet, not, not, not braids like this, but like, you know, regular black girl braids. I yep. had this bonnet on. I had this fucked up red sequin May dress that I couldn't put over my shoulders. The red fishnet tights and then silver sequin flats. And the ground was mad cold. I remember hating <laughs> that shit. Um, and there's something on my wrist. I don't know what the fuck. I came to school looking up. I, now, first of all, my mom hyped me up because she was like, oh, you look so cute. And da-da-da. she had us all lined up taking our pictures and stuff. And this is my first time dressing up. So I'm like, OK, cool. I'm out here. Boy, I get to school and I get clowned in me, like almost immediately stepping through the door, laughs, giggles, all this shit. And of course, the girls who had the real maid outfit with their shoulders out and all that other stuff was walking by with their little baby hairs and stuff like, oh, wow, looking down at me. Wow. So that's my Halloween story. That's my Halloween outfit. Um, That's my kid story anyway. Um, It is what it is. And my favorite Halloween candy to receive during trick-or-treating are generally any full-size chocolate bar mm. with stuff in it. So, like, you know, no. And, and, and just for the record, candy corn is trash. Hot. Candy corn is slavery. Do not <laughs> eat, purchase, or share candy corn. Thank wow. You. That's a next level. I mean, I it is spoken. garbage, but Jesus, yeah. I, I um, okay. I cannot top your story. I usually had a pretty good costume. One year I did Two-Face. Or Dark Man, I can't remember which one it was, but it was terrible because I, I would just look gross. You know what I mean? It just was like it was like you know that's what I mean. Like you know you don't want to go, especially in high school, you don't want to go to you know you want to look fly on Halloween, and I did not. You know I look gross, so that was not that was not dope. You couldn't but, look worse than me, huh? You couldn't have looked worse than me. Probably not. But, I gotta you know, find that picture. If I find that picture, I'm gonna send it to you. Then it's you, terrible. Yeah, I don't think I have any pictures of that Two Face. A uh, shout out to my boy Zev, my one of my best friends for life. Uh, we actually have a picture in this. We were ninjas. I, I had on a black suit ninja, and he had on like this camouflage ninja with like camo paint. We were killing it. That was like, I don't know. That was early elementary school, but we <laughs> I, I got that picture. So that was one a great one. And then one year, my mom bought me this werewolf mask, and it was like forty dollars. You know, and back then forty dollars was like a thousand to me. You know what I mean? And so I had to beg and beg forever for this werewolf mask. But it was like one of them latex werewolf mask you know like a nice one so like you know you oh, can put it on you still have that mask no 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 i know this oh, is I'm like from, of planet of the apes yeah and even no the planet of the apes i don't even have because planet of the apes was like latex that you buy and you put on and then when you take it off that's it that was a oh. one-use thing yeah you had to do it every time because that was like some real makeup attached to your face oh excuse me yeah no that okay, planet of the apes, the, the planet of the apes was serious folks if you i got pictures of that on my instagram if you've never seen it but that was like that's one of my, I got to do it again because that was so much fun because you put the stuff on your face and then it moves with your face, you know? So it's like all your expressions, everything are the, that was so ill. But yeah, as a kid, I had a werewolf mask and my favorite candy, it's not one candy. It's just when I used to go to Zev's neighborhood, you know, and Zev lived in a, 
uh, let's say, a whiter neighborhood than I lived in. And so people out there would put their candy out, like in a bucket, you oh, know, you in front of their- what you want, yeah. And, and so they'd say, like, you know, use the honor system. But what would happen is you would see mobs of kids- just running, the bucket. running, trying to get to each person's house before the other mob so they could dump <laughs> the bucket. So, fam, we came up that year. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, dog, I'm just talking about coming home with, like, a damn trash bag of candy. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah, because we racked up. I've never would, had that much candy. We would dump these people's, you know, like, they were talking about honor system. Please, loop, you know, like. <laughs> Give me all that at homes and then run to the next house. You know, it was just like kids just mobbing because through the neighborhood. Because it's fun. Like, yeah. that's the aspect of trying to get as much candy as you want. Like, fuck the honest. There's nobody thinking about no honest. Nah, as a kid, you're like, yo, I need to win. Like, it's a game, right? Yeah. I need to win and get as much as possible. Yeah. So we were just running. That might have been the same year we were in those ninja suits. I can't remember, but we was going berserk. I did do the thing, like, again, I have brothers where we sat there and dumped the candy out and do the trades. Like, mm-hmm. like, all day branches for this so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all day yeah such great times yeah 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 oh I, man good good childhood memories but yeah my, my costume was trizash yeah and i was uh, always fly costumes i'll give i think to, to my mom she yeah. always you know yeah and i was always in like theater and stuff so it was always like makeup around yeah so that was but, not, but now i'm an adult so now i can cosplay and do yeah. great things and and all the cosplays i've done so far have have been fun so. you know how we do we've been yeah. stunting every time yeah mm. yeah yeah, um, I've I've said online that I always wanted to cosplay as Jesse from Pokemon from Team Rocket. Okay. So I'm gonna get that going. Maybe I get that going next year. We were just talking before, and my big ones were Galactus. But then I was telling you about the High Evolutionary and how I've never seen a cosplay of him, and now I might have to do that. Mm. But, but my big goal is to do Galactus. You absolutely should do Galactus. Yeah, like that. That we have a whole cartoon drawing drawing of you as galactus i've got galactus remember yeah oh yeah no i know oh i've got oh that was from toby wan did that joint yep yeah Yeah, i've got the fire galactus drawing i've got all i mean i i could reach over here and pick up two different galactus figures within arm's reach and quite honestly i don't recall seeing galactus that heavy at comic-con like i don't i've never seen a really ill one one. i don't remember seeing one at all no I, the only one I saw is when this couple was Silver Surfer and uh, Nova, who's another one of Galactus's heralds, uh-huh. and their baby was Galactus. Oh. It was the, and he had a little, he had his, um, what's it, what's the thing that they drink from? The little sippy cup? Sippy cup, okay. It was a round sippy cup, and they, uh, like, crocheted a planet on it, like Earth. Oh, so like so he's sitting the planet. Oh, that's so cute. That's so clever. That's I've got smart. pictures of it. If I can find them, I'll post them because, oh my God. It was that's like, smart. Yeah, their Silver Surfer and Nova was fire. They, they, it was black. It was a black couple too. They killed it, yo. Aww. Oh. Well, 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 thank you for the question, May. Sorry, we, were, we got yeah. into, into our memories. But uh, yeah. the next question comes from Tia B713. Hi, Tia. Okay. What up? Congratulations on a very successful season one of the Safe Negro Pod. Thank you. I learned so much and appreciate you all. I'm wondering if there are any parts of the book that you were hoping to see play out on the show. For example, when I finished Hippolyta's chapter, I couldn't wait to see how those specific scenes would play out on screen. Although I absolutely loved how Misha and Tien adapted their, her story, the book's version would have been awesome too. What are your thoughts on this or other scenes, if any? Thank you. Red heart emoji, blue heart emoji. Um, I agree with you. That was the main thing I initially wanted to see. Mm-hmm. The, the Hippolyta's journey and her 
me, was it Scylla? Scylla, Scylla, and all that stuff, and, and that whole that whole situation with the old woman in the in the house. I, that would have been incredibly wild on its own, and agreed with you. It would have been awesome too. However, what we did end up with was also. Oh my awesome. God! It was it was so much better though. Like I, yeah, it's like I, I can't trade. I don't say better. I'm just gonna say it was okay. also awesome. True. I just because can't trade that. I, I still that. think it would have been wild to see that whole scene, uh, the whole book scenes. I know, but I am. Scene. I am. Yo, like. yeah, I guess it was more profound, especially because, again, these are white, white, these are black women writers and creators behind the scenes. So for them to be able to put in that message mm. and, and, and that message to themselves and to other black women within yeah. that, within Hippolyte as a character, but also particularly within I Am episode was huge. So I have no, I have no qualms about it. Just like Tia said that they have no qualms about it either. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like oh it would have been cool to see so yes my yeah. my answer is also the same as yours I I, I would love to see the Hippolyta on that other planet hell yeah I, I was fiending for Scylla I remember asking people about I wanted it. to see Scylla yeah. yeah I was asking people about Scylla before I saw it I was like yo is Scylla in it you know and they were like yeah. I then, remember somebody then, seen it and they were like uh. and then when the old woman <laughs> told a story about how all the other people died oh yeah yeah and, cold yeah. blood how yeah, she cold. ended up by herself so. cold game boy yeah that's that's a cold chapter and also the chapter with uh. Montrose, is it with Montrose or is it with George when they go to the ghost house, when they go to the haunted house and they have to see the couple who's who was killed over and Ooh, over again? I'll yeah. Remember, but... Ooh, that one was a creep. That was a creepy one that's not in there. Yeah. 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 And I think it's also important to just to mention when it comes to Lovecraft, like for those of people who were like, oh, it felt like a whole bunch of different stories and stuff. Well, the book is actually like <sighs> that as well. Like several Chat, like after you finish kind of one story, you kind of jump into a new one on the next chapter. And even though it's all about the same people and it all ties together at the end, it it is almost an ep- I don't know if you want to call it episodic or what, but it is it is set up like that already. So that it it, it followed the book motif. And also, I I I get why people say that, but I also. Because I've usually seen that a lot of times associated with the I Am episode. And whenever people say that, I'm like, wow, is it that What's you did associ- not? What? Like, when people say the I Am episode was uh, superfluous, like, they, it just wasn't needed. And I'm like, whoa. Is no. It that- that, yeah. It absolutely wasn't. It was and, a, a but, standing for Hippolyta chapter, yes. And But that's what I mean. I'm like, is it, you know, is there something else going on here? Like, I had this discussion with somebody on our Instagram the other day, and they were, they were talking about uh, the new Batwoman, and they were like, Oh, what I'm saying is not about race, and I'm like. So why are you are so, again for Batwoman? I'm not sure what you are arguing about. Yeah, they were arguing the, the hair, and you know, the, you know, we had one comment that was a joke about it, where they're like, "Oh, you know, her hair's don't get in the way, and black women ain't gonna get their hair messed up." Yeah, but that was that's, that a, was that's funny. a joke. But another person was like, "Oh, you know, in fight scenes, just doing it." First of all, and I've responded actually <laughs> to that thread uh, of, of people. I responded to that Joe thread. Oh, no okay. one says anything when Black Canary, Wonder Woman, Storm, and Rose. No, no, and no. Don't say it for Storm. Don't say it for Storm. Don't don't get it twisted. There. No, it's no, black... no. I've never in t- I've never heard. Yeah, no never one before. Say, True. Yeah. N- never. All of these different female characters with long hair who fight with long hair, whether they're melee characters or magic users, I've never heard anyone say anything about their hair getting away. Sam, now, first Batman of all, has a cape. Superman has a cape. Right. No one now, ever says all, how idiotic that is. Now, first of all, a lot of these, <laughs> from a practical standpoint, these character designs, technically, uh, some of them don't make sense because especially if you're a melee character, why wouldn't you have your hair tied up? Male, yeah. or, fe- male or female. Yeah. But it, 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 it is what it is. It's, it's a stylistic choice. Just like how you said, Batman, that nigga should, really should not be having a cape. But, ever. 
but I'm just based on what he does. And yes, you do see him with with fit sometimes where he don't have a cape, but mm-hmm. it's a stylistic choice. Yeah. And that's just something. And I think you said it early in that thread, Ben, like you suspending disbelief. It's just like, yes. all right, just just let it go. So I just find it funny that now that's a thing. Now, in the joke contest, hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. Fine. Get these jokes off. Yeah, but, but when if, you, if you dead ass, like relax. Yeah, if you dead ass, you gotta relax. And it and it really and like I said also, whenever somebody says it's not racial, like and I was thinking it's like even if you don't think it is, you have to read the room. Yeah. And I feel like people do not read the room on the internet. It's like my opinion matters. Sometimes it effing doesn't, fam. And and first of all, Batwoman's <laughs> when it was Kane, Batwoman, her her suit, like she has shorter hair when she's herself. But uh, when she's in the suit, the suit has these this real long red hair. Yes. Yeah. So it's all a stylistic choice. So she went from having short short her hair to mad long hair, and and she's princess of the night and shit. Like get over it. It's and crazy. in the comic, they even make a point of that. Like people grab her hair and then it yes. comes off. So and it's like sometimes yeah. they and I said that too. Sometimes they use it towards the story point. Like, mm-hmm. well, idiot, why would you have your hair out like that when yeah. I can just grab it? But like I said, people don't say this about Superman. And even like uh, the Watchmen comic book made a point of that. Like this one superhero gets killed because he's trying to stop a bank robbery and his tape gets stuck in the door. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you yeah. know what I mean? So like this is all, like you said, it's all stylistic choice. And if you really start thinking about it, none of it made sense. But it seems that people only think about it when it's a woman or a black person involved. I don't know, man. Eh. <laughs> <sighs> all right. We got off track. The last question... <laughs> comes from Picture Me Roland. They write, if you had to pick a movie or TV character that reminds you of each other, who would it be? Also, what movie or TV character would you say that you can relate to or describe yourself as? Wow. That's a great question. So what movie or TV character reminds me of Ben? Mm. I got to hear and this. Then, and then what movie TV character reminds him of me? The easy um, answer for me uh, is Shuri. That's the easiest yeah, answer. That's yeah. Shuri or Moon Girl, and also I was thinking. Um, let me make sure I got this right, and I cannot believe I have to Google this. Yes, I was right. Laura Wilson from The Wicked and Divine. Oh, Laura! Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take Laura. That's yeah. cool. Oh, so you gave me some really good ones. I'm like, oh, I'm blanking on. Yeah. on- who I'm thinking about with you because I always keep going to villains because <laughs> you're always talking about villains. Um, honestly, like, like, uh, and, and I don't mean it's personality wise, but just when I see this character, I think Ben Galactus. Like, I just, and maybe it's just all the years of, see, like, again, that art. By My God, obsession. By t- yeah. yeah, it's just, and, and Ben has these figures and paintings and stuff in his house. So I'm always thinking about that. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I, I'm obsessed with Galactus. That, that's not a lie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. And then what movie or TV character would you say you can relate to or describe yourself as? Uh, I- as a kid, it was um, this really random character from Transformers, Computron. Because uh, okay. one time Computron was getting his ass tipped in a fight. And he was like, Computron, think too much. And I was like, oh, man, that's me. <laughs> you know, I was like, there I am right there getting served because I'm thinking too much about it. <laughs> I straight oh, yeah. up, I, and you know what's bad is how like you identify something about yourself as a kid that you know mm-hmm. is wrong and you can't figure out mm-hmm. how to stop it. Like you know, my whole life that's been an issue. Is I think mm-hmm. a lot. You know, my brain is always racing, and it's just mm-hmm. yeah. This is kind of TV character, but they're anime. I can relate to y- like Yagami 
from uh, wow. from Death Note. I that's, really can. Have you watched dark. Death Note yet? No, but I know I I, I know what Light's about. Because you know? because Light just knows he's smarter than everybody. Mm. But that hubris gets you in the end. But but Light just knows, and mm-hmm. and for a minute he's that dude. For yep. a minute, a good minute, and 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 you know what they say: you live long enough. You're the hero. You live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's ultimately what ends up with him. But like you got me. I, I can relate to. I can relate to what. What again? His approach is awful. <laughs> but his 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 logic behind the approach was in my head sound. So mm. yeah. All right. So well, that's it. You don't. Uh, I mean, you don't got another one for me. Um, no. Or no. any TV character you say you can relate to or describe yourself as? I mean, definitely Copytron, because he thinks Cop- too much. Copy- Copytron, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm just thinking of the voice like that. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll have to find a YouTube clip if I can. He's getting served by, I think, Bruticus. Because Copytron is like a... Bruticus, okay. Yeah. Copytron is one of the combiner Transformers. Like He's like five Transformers in one. And Bruticus... He's he little? No, no. He's big. You know, he's he's one. He's like... Uh, what was the first one who did that? Um... The Constru- no, the Constructicons, and they formed uh, oh, oh, oh. the green and purple dude. I cannot remember. Damn. Devastator, right? I think they formed Devastator. So Computron was another of those where he was like five Autobots who were regular-sized Autobots, and they formed into one giant Autobot. So five Autobots was taking the L together. Yes, because they thought too much. They were they were like you know they were like the rescue Autobots or something. They had like an ambulance and shit. You know they were all ah uh, yeah. the sucker niggas. Yeah, they, they were all the just ambulance. Yeah, and Bruticus was like uh like he was just grimy. You know he didn't think a lot, so he was just serving these fools. Like yeah yeah and yeah. You can't be thinking when you're a transformer. Words, mm. Michael Bay. No. Anyway, yeah. that is it for the the guac is extra. Make sure that, as Ben I mean said, if you have a question for us, be it personal or maybe it's funny or whatever it may, whatever we, we're here for it. Email us contact at foralnerds.com. If we're not here for it, we'll tell you to your face. So that's another thing. <laughs> so 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 you know, watch yourself. Also, we don't we don't we don't need any uh, ridiculous commentary. But yeah, that being man. said. That being said, hit us up um, on the emails if you have a longer question you want some um, privacy. Otherwise, hit us on the socials at For All Nerds. And, of course, if you are on a special tier on our Patreon, you get automatic guac questions whenever you want to ask them. Just send them in. We will answer. That's nice. Yeah, thank you everybody for all the questions. Thank you for all support as always. I think we're about to get out of here tonight. Is there any other news that we missed? Enjoy your Halloween. That's all I really have to say. Word, man. Uh, you can still, I mean, we listen, we may be doing something. You can, there will be stuff going on. You can still dress up in your costume. You just have to be a little more creative with it. Pretty much. And that's all we got to do these days. So as always, stay safe and out there, you know, keep yourself safe, healthy, all that good stuff. And make sure y'all vote. Word. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. We're not going to talk to y'all again until after, you know, my ballot been sent in. My ballot got accepted a while ago. I got to check mine vote. online, but I, yeah, Make my sure ballot been vote. sent in. And also, if by the time you're listening to this podcast, yeah. at this point, if you can walk your ballot to yes. the, the the election office, yeah. because it, it it's really tough. It, it, it's really, as Benami would say, it's really tight right now that it's going to get there in time if you mail it. So I would just suggest, if you can to to actually physically walk it to your election office and yeah. drop it off or if they have a ballot box put it in there um if you absolutely 
cannot and you absolutely need to mail just just get in and as quickly as possible um they they claim the 30th is the last day where they it's a guarantee well they say up to election day but we all know what the deal is a lot of disenfranchisement going on yep. so i would just suggest you just you just get in there as soon as possible yeah and if not just walk your ass right up and get in line and vote you know what i mean like do it yeah. the old way if you got to wear a mask you'll be good because you're gonna be outside most of the time if, if you're healthy enough to do all that you know please you know get out there vote please get his ass out of here yeah fuck that let's keep it real we ain't voting for nobody else but you know and all that oh my god these are two terrible choices yo Man, I could go on forever. But real quick, I saw somebody the other day with uh, Black Lives Matter hashtag in their bio. And then they over to talk about how they didn't want to vote because they were both terrible choices. And I wanted to reply to them, like, take that shit out your bio because yeah, you man. obviously don't care. Take that shit out your bio. Yeah. Vote, y'all. We get it. They both ass. They both two <laughs> old white men. We get it. But one of these, we've seen what happened.